You're listening to the Rad Podcast. Explore wealth. Different model, a different way, different way of doing business. Mm-hmm. Parts of the country, twenty four seven, seven days a week. I was just done with the gurus. If somebody gives me thirty to fifty thousand dollars, that should be a lifetime relationship for Podcast Nation. Because if you give me that kind of money, I have an obligation, in my opinion, a responsibility to see you succeed. All right. Well, what we're going to do for the next hour and a half or so is give you the opportunity to use the tools that wealthy people use to do the asset protection, the tax planning, the estate planning, the business structuring. It all melts together after a minute, all right? Before I get started, though, I need to take a a little inventory with you for two seconds. How many of you have a bank account? Come on, raise your hand. Didn't have any money in it, okay? (laughs) How many of you own your own home? Everybody in here homeowner? All right, all right. Who owns a little business? I want to see them a little business people. And that could be real estate. You guys listen up. We're talking to you today. How many of you would like to get ahead financially a whole lot faster? Let me ask that question. All the hands go up. Understand that. I understand that. Need to ask one more question, though. How many of you have honestly thought about the possibility that your house, your bank account, your car, (coughs) your little business, that these things could be taken away from you? Let, Let me see your hands if that's something you've thought about. In today's society, that's something you need to think about. And as a specialized attorney, I'm going to show you this morning, step by step, how to protect yourselves, how to protect your property, and how to get ahead financially a whole lot faster. But if I'm going to help you, you've got to do four things for yourself. First of all, you've got to protect yourselves against the disasters, the tragedies that threaten your family's financial security. I'm going to give you the tools. You can do it, no problem, okay? Secondly, major reason most of you aren't getting ahead financially quite as fast as you want to is this, you're probably paying too much in income taxes. How many of you feel like you're going to pay too much in income tax? on the? No, 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 look, you need to learn how the law, <coughs> you need to learn how the tools I give you. We give you an extra four, five, eight, ten grand a year, no problem. Third thing you each need to do is you need to plan right now so a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of property isn't lost. At the death of a family member, now, that death, it might be yours, mom's, dad's, it doesn't matter who dies, unless the family's done their homework in advance, a lot of time, money, properties, you don't want to do that. It's going to be lost. You want to just go out and around that problem, don't you? You can. You go out and around it, no problem. Fourth thing you each need to do is you need to learn how to use the law to make money. I'm going to show you how to reposition yourselves in the law. So you can go out and you make more money you never thought possible. Very subtle, what we're going to talk about. But everybody who's successful today understands that they need to do something offensively to use the law, <coughs> not only to protect themselves, but to get ahead financially. I got a cold about four or five weeks ago, and it's just hanging on, the cough's hanging there, you know what I mean. At any rate, uh, let's get started. We're going to do a little what I call some CYA work. Now, tell me, what does CYA stand for? Cover your what? Assets. Yes, that's right. Look, before you change jobs, you start your little business, whatever it is you're doing. If you're out here chasing your dreams under this windmill and your tail isn't covered, your tail's going to get shot off. But we don't whip out our 45s and blow each other away today. We whip our lawyers and we sue each other to death. So you're going to have to learn to defend yourselves against that kind of an attack. Now, this kind of armor, it won't do you any good. Lawyers, they fight their battles with paper. You're going to have to learn to defend yourselves with paper. But you all remember the old saying, the pen is mightier than the sword? It's true. It's absolutely true. You write it down the way I show you how to write it down, tools I give you, you protect yourselves, you protect your property, no problem. 
But you do have to write it down. Tell me, what have you got to do? I want to hear it. You write it down or forget it. All bets are off. You're going to have to change the way you think a little bit. 20, 30 years ago, you had a nice accident out on your hometown freeway. <coughs> your chance of being sued, 20, 30%. Today, you have a nice accident out there in your hometown freeway. What's your chances of being sued? Hunter's optimistic, even for the lawyers, okay, Kevin? It is about 80, 85 we're changing. We're changing the way we deal with each other. The sheer fact of the matter is we're graduating so many lawyers today that in order to eat, these guys got to sue any walks. So I watched you all walk around during the break. All, all, all three days I've been with you. That means you're a target today. Well, you get sued today. You can lose everything you, what's the word? Everything you own. That's a critical word. You watch for that word as we go along. Oh, you know you might get sued for something you do today, tomorrow, the next day. But what you may not understand is things you did 20 years ago. They didn't have any legal significance back then. But they now have a huge legal significance. Architects, engineers, doctors, accountants, these kind of guys have worried about something called deferred liability for a long time. Sad part is the general public, well, you guys don't even know what you have to worry about, let alone what you have to do to protect yourselves, protect your property. Let, let, let me identify with you the first thing. What are the disasters, the tragedies, that take away your family's financial security. This is the audience participation part now, okay, guys? Uh, medical, I'm going to take it last. And by the way, when I say law, asset protection, your knee-jerk reaction is lawsuit, right? No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. 56% of all bankruptcies in the United States are a direct result of medical. The question is, are you going to lose your real estate are you going to lose your investments when somebody in the family gets sick? And the answer for most of you is yes. Uh, so when I say asset protection, it goes way beyond a lot. Most of you are never going to be sued. But there's this asset protection aspect to your life that you need to start thinking about that nobody's ever set you down and talked to you about. Uh, so uh, the lawsuit's actually the one we're alluding to. The lawsuit comes around form, size, shape. Is, is it possible today that you could do absolutely nothing wrong and lose everything you've worked your whole life for because of something that your kid or your spouse or your business partner or your tenant or somebody else is? Is that possible today? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah the Evans are neighbors. They're up in the bedroom middle of the night a few years back. Heard somebody downstairs. Mr. Evans, he gets his gun. He goes downstairs. Sure enough, there's this burglar down there. This guy's broken a window and he's, he's Coming through the broken window, he's cut his arm real bad, and he's standing there bleeding. Mr. Evans holds the gun on him. Mrs. Evans calls, calls sheriff. Sheriff comes, gets him, takes him to the hospital, gets him patched up, throws him in jail. And about three weeks later, what happens? The Evans got sued by the burglar. Oh, no, no, they were, they were supposed to call the ambulance, not the sheriff. This burglar is a real professional. Like I say, he's cut a, cut a nerve in his arm, and, and, that, and that makes his arm numb, and that hurts his profession, doesn't it? No, seriously, though, the Evans, they weren't fabulously wealthy. They didn't understand that they were supposed to have a legal foundation to rest all their property on. Didn't understand supposed to have a legal shield out in front of their property, move their property out and around behind the shield so that when they got sued, there wasn't anything to take away. And if there's nothing to take away, how often are you going to get sued, huh? I mean, they lost a lot of time. They lost $50,000 just defending the lawsuit. The legal system is the most powerful system we have in our nation today. You get sued, you're going to spend every dime you got defending the lawsuit. Either that or you lose. Biggest mistake you're going to make today. In fact, biggest mistake you're going to make for your financial careers is to sit here and say, Phillips ain't talking to me. 
I don't have enough to worry about yet. If that's your attitude, I'll guarantee you'll never be wealthy. You can't build a house from the roof down. What have you got to have first? Foundation. Foundation. You can't build a financial fortune from the roof down either. You've got to have this legal foundation, this structure. Question, why don't you have this legal structure, this foundation in place already? Tell me. Nobody tell you. You don't know about it. I'll buy that. And it's expensive. You get it from the lawyer. And by the way, that's not going to be an excuse for in a minute, okay? Uh, you get it from the lawyers. Are the lawyers expensive these days? Oh, yeah, big time. In fact, when the Evans got sued by their burglar, they finally figured out their burglar was cheaper than their lawyer. So they paid the burglar guy, and he went away. You pay your lawyer, the guy keeps coming back to you. Have you ever noticed that? Now, now look. The client's dying here, and he has these two lawyers come stand on either side of the bed. After a minute, these two lawyers standing on either side of this guy, they, they look down at him and say, man, how come we're here? And the client looks back up at, the, at them, and he says, well, you know, I didn't live a very good life. I couldn't live like Christ. So I figured the, the least I could do is die like Christ in between two thieves. <laughs> okay, lawsuit. That's something that takes away your family's financial security. What other financial disasters do you guys face? How many of you are married? Let me see your hands. It's a financial disaster, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, I heard it. What is it back here? It's the divorce. You've been through it. My, hey, hey, whoever's getting divorced in here this week, listen up, okay? When we get to the part about the family limited partnership, you take good notes because you can control the financial outcome of the divorce very effectively with that legal tool. Now, you'd better look over and see if your spouse is taking good notes. He's covering up her ears. If your spouse is taking good notes, you better be taking really good notes, okay, guys? Uh, actually, though, divorce is just another form of the lawsuit. Uh, I've got lawsuits, divorce. Give me another one or two. Accident. That's either going to be the lawsuit or the illness. I'm going to take illness in a second. What is it? Death. Is death a disaster? Is that just the natural state for, for uh, uh, Eric and uh, uh, Noel uh, Neural back there? Had to think of that for two seconds. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, no. Family loses money two ways when somebody dies. Probate's what you pay the lawyer. Taxes are what you pay the government. They have nothing to do with each other. We're just going to go right out and around both of them. Uh, so I've got death. Uh, you're you're going to spend more money in this category than you do your kids' college education, your mortgages, everything put together. What is it? Taxes, the IRS. Is the IRS a disaster? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, I, I'm going to give you the tools here, and I'm going to teach you how you can make an extra 3, 4, 10, 20, 50 grand a year. That's later. What I'm going to talk about right now is where they reach up, they grab you by the leg, and they pull you all the way down under, and they drown you. Well, young man starts a business here. Business goes well for a couple of years. Then he receives a notice from the IRS that says, oh, by the way, two years over here before you start your business, you owe taxes. He hadn't even thought of his business. He's, they're saying he owes taxes. He fights them off for a while. Then he misses one of the 10-day notices that the IRS is sending out. Goes down to the bank and, uh, and writes out a check. And the banker says, hey, buddy, your check's no good. IRS closed your account three days ago. They'd come in, taken all the money they needed to out of the business accounts. But just to make sure they covered their tails, they took both the owner's personal checking and savings accounts, seized both their homes. I worked on that case for a year. Finally, I found somebody in the IRS that said, gee, 
I guess we made a mistake. Could the IRS make a mistake? In, in this room, how many of you know somebody the IRS has made a mistake on? Let me, I mean, look, that, that's incredible. I have 14 hours of, of home study CD instructions here for you in audio format. And I identify six, eight, ten ways in here that the IRS reaches up, grabs you, pulls you all the way down under and drowns you. I mean, I've seen families just be wiped out by the IRS. It's all on a nice little thumb drive thingy there. Uh, <coughs> but I've seen the, the IRS just destroy people. Uh, well, let me give you another one or two. How, how many of you have your name appear on business records? Big business, little business, your business? You don't have to be officer owner. All you have to do is sign a checking account. That's all it takes. How many of you knew that if that business doesn't pay every dime of its tax, the IRS can basically walk in any day of the week, then we'll off street, take your house, your bank account, your car, everything you? That's a little lame, guys. Everything you own in order to satisfy the business taxes. How many of you knew they could do that? $64,000 question then. What have you done to move your property out and around some sort of a legal shield so that when the IRS is barreling down the road at you, you're standing off over here behind this legal shield and you watch, just watch the IRS go right on by. Just, well, how many of you like to protect yourselves from the IRS like that? You can do it, no problem. Uh, actually, you can't do it. You have to use these legal tools and then move your property out and around so that the, the IRS doesn't have access to it. But, uh, you know, I've got death, divorce, taxes, lawsuits, illness. Can a family lose a financial fortune because somebody gets sick? Big time. I'm here for a couple reasons. A number of years ago, a long time ago, actually, one of the big-time real estate investors in the United States comes in, sits across the desk in my law office, and he says, Lee, I'd like to protect myself so that if I get sued, I don't lose everything I own. How, how many of you would like to protect yourself? If I show you, how many of you would like to protect yourself so you don't get sued, you don't lose it all? That, that's what we're doing. That's what these legal tools. In fact, I use these exact same legal tools. I build a foundation for this guy, put some bells and whistles on it. This is a long time ago. The guy was in at about $20,000. Today, $20,000 in the big glass buildings downtown would be a good price for the basic foundation. Anyway, so I do all this work for the guy. The guy pays me. My $20,000 goes away happy. Five or six weeks later, he shows up sitting across the desk again. And I'm going, what does this guy want? He says, Lee, I've been thinking about this. This foundation, this legal structure that you talk about. People don't have this legal structure. They don't use these legal tools. That's why they don't get rich, isn't it? And I said, yeah. And he says, no, 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 Lee, you don't understand. You go down, you pay the tens of thousands of dollars, you get the big ream of paper, nobody makes any more money. It doesn't protect them when they get, it doesn't work. Lee, could you give people these legal documents, teach them how to do them themselves, teach them how to use them so they can make money and protect assets? And I said, yeah, I can do that. So I started to speak and I started to write. But I'm here for another reason. Something else drives me. You see, I, I, I understand you. I understand each one of you. I understand. I understand when you have a little business. I understand when it goes well. In fact, I understand when it fails. I understand when the IRS seizes your assets, somebody's sick, somebody dies, you get sued. There isn't anything here today that we're going to talk about that I personally haven't been through. And because I've been through it, I can lead you out and around the problem a whole lot better than a lawyer who's never been there. You see, I'm not supposed to be an asset protection tax type lawyer. 
I never dreamed I'd be a counselor to the United States Supreme Court, which I am. I'm supposed to be a patent attorney. I have a bachelor's degree in geology and physics. I have a master's degree in analytical nuclear chemistry. And I have a doctorate in law. I went out of law school, one of the highest paid lawyers. I went out and I worked for three weeks in a big time patent firm. And at the end of three weeks, 10 years of education was gone. Oh, I live in a nice area of the city, live up on a little hill. My block and block next to us live 38 MDs. So they call this little hill Pill Hill, right? One Sunday, I figure I'm having chest pain. So my wife, she gets on the phone and she calls up Mary. Now, Mary and Leland, they live four or five houses down the hill. Leland happens to be the local cardiologist. <coughs> so my wife gets old of Mary and says, hey, Mary, Lee's having chest pains. Could Leland look at him? And Mary says, sure, send him on down. So I went down to Leland's house that night, and he looked at me there in the home. And on the way out down the big entry hall, I remember he made a real strange statement. He says, you know, Lee, anytime somebody's seriously ill, they can go in the hospital, they can recover their health, they can live a normal life. They're extremely blessed. And I thought, yeah, Leland, I mean, you're the cardiologist. You deal with people who die all the time. I understand. And then he said, oh, by the way, Lee, I'd like you to check yourself in the hospital tomorrow. I'm going to have a bed ready for you. I want to run a test. So the next day, I'm strapped onto the x-ray machine. My wife, she's up in the control room behind a glass panel with all radiologists. Three of them live on our block, our street, good friends. And I notice they take her out. Then one of my good friends, radiologist Gary, comes and he stands alongside the x-ray table and he says, well, you're having chest pains. And I thought, well, good, then I'm not a hypochondriac, huh? <laughs> he says, you've got a tumor. It's a little over eight inches in diameter. It's around your left kidney. It's crowded up against your heart. Your heart's having a hard time. I said, Gary, can you take it out? And he said, no, no, Lee, would never operate on you. We've done a CT scan on your entire body now. Lee, you have very advanced cancer. Your cancer now involves all the organs in your body. I said, Gary, what does that mean? My friend Gary stood there and he said, Leah, I expect you'll live another two to three weeks. And that ruins your day. <laughs> I spent the next five months in an isolation intensive care unit at a university hospital. I didn't work for three more years. Do you want to ask me what an illness does to a little, I mean, a no financial situation? I mean, I know exactly how it works. We're not talking I was just sick. I mean, I'm not exactly a fat character today, am I? As I stand today, I weigh 85 pounds more than when I left the hospital. I'm twice the man I used to be. <laughs> I mean, I don't even remember. I, I, I remember losing my hair. Any of you remember losing your hair? I mean, with chemotherapy, okay, Braden? I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was choking and spitting this hair. And it was all over the pillow. And I got in the bed tray and I swung across the bed and there was a little cosmetic drawer in it. I pulled this little drawer out, and then I just literally took all my hair off and put it in a little drawer. And for the next few months, people would come into the hospital, and they'd say, oh, Lee, you've lost your hair. And I'd say, no, I haven't. It's right here in the drawer. <laughs> Look, I took an inventory with you when we started. I wasn't asking stupid questions. You all said you've got your bank account. You've got your rental property. You've got your house. You've got your little business. Now, you make a mistake in operating your little business. They're going to take it away from you. You make a mistake in buying a piece of real estate. They're going to take the piece of real estate away from you. If they don't get satisfaction here with the piece of real estate, can they come get your house too? Yes or no? 
Yeah, basically one mistake is all you're entitled to, and then it goes wham, 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 all the way around, circle wipes you out. You all remember a rich kid in your high school class? There's a rich kid in every one of your high school classes. This kid went out of high school, showed up three or four years later operating dad's big business. <clears throat> and you're going, man, how can he do that? I'm smarter than he is. As a matter of fact, you probably are smarter than he is. The catch is he's born into a family that already has this legal structure, this foundation. Kid makes a mistake. Womp falls back down to another structure. Doesn't go wham, 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 all the way around, wipe him out. Oh, it hurts. It hurts right here in this corner. But this corner is legally protected from this corner. It's shielded from this corner. Everything isn't all held together like this. <coughs> this is how you all own your property. Look. If you're going to understand how to protect yourselves, how to protect your property, five or six points of the law that we need to go through. Should we do it? Yeah. Let's do it. First point I want to talk about is something called a general partnership. If I were to ask two or three of you to raise your hand and say, yeah, I'm in a general partnership. You don't want to be in a general partnership because in the general partnership, each one of the partners is jointly and severably liable. That means you're legally responsible for what the other guy is doing. Never place yourselves in a position where you're legally responsible for what the other guy is doing. The problem is there are just one or two of you in this room in a general partnership. A full 60% of you in this room are in a general partnership. I know that. It's the only legal relationship that you can be in with somebody and not, not have to have a written piece of paper. Oh, I got a partnership agreement for you. It's the last one in the accumulation preservation wealth set in the business planning section. Let me show you how the system works. This is the accumulation preservation of wealth. By the way, did you catch the name? Accumulate. How many of you like to accumulate and preserve wealth, huh? These are all the legal documents that I use for personal stuff in my office. These are the legal documents that I use for business stuff in my office. Uh, I mean... You go downtown, any one of your cities, and they're going to charge you somewhere between about $2,000 and $10,000, and they're going to give you one, just one of these legal documents. It's going to look just like that one. How do I know that? I didn't write it. Lawyers get together, and we create what are called uniform acts. We have like 180 of them now. Uniform Trust Act, Uniform Bankruptcy Act, Uniform uh, Divorce Act, Uniform... Uh, LLC Act. That was one of the last big ones, actually, was the LLC Acts. You didn't hear about LLCs from 1977 until 2000. They were here. But we didn't know what we were doing with them because there wasn't a uniform act. So the attorneys get together and they create these uniform acts, and then the documents are written to satisfy those acts, and each state adopts it. Now, there are little differences in each state. I understand that. Uh, on the audio CDs, I go through the little differences for you. You're doing a living revocable trust in Texas and Florida. You've got to worry about putting your house into it and maintaining the Homestead Act. So we go through those sorts of things uh, uh, in the 14 hours of audio CDs. And by the way, these 14 hours, they're all indexed in the personal planning section. Uh, Right here in the front, I have type A people call me up two or three times a week and thank me for indexing everything for them so you don't have to listen to all 14 hours at the same time. But since I index them for you, that gives you more time. It saves you a lot of time. 
and you, your time's important. I understand that. You do want to do things. You want to spend time with your family, and you want to do all this stuff. I don't know what you want to do. I'm a beach kind of guy, personally. I like beaches. Christy and I are in uh, Honolulu one day, and this guy comes running across Cahill Street. And he runs up to me, and I'm wondering, man, am I getting accosted? And he says, you're Lee Phillips, aren't you? And I said, yeah. And he says, no, 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 I listened to you five or six years ago. I, I, I got your course materials. I've been through everything. Uh, my life was in the crapper, and I was getting divorced because we didn't have enough money. I started to implement the tax stuff, and we started to get more money. And I had a little business, and everybody was nipping at my heels, and I started to implement the asset protection stuff, and it just kind of leveled out. And my wife are here, and I are here in Hawaii. I, we never thought we would be here five, six years ago. Uh, that's a happy story. Everybody says, Lee, give me a happy story. I don't hear a lot of happy stories. I hear the horror stories. Because if you're happy, I never hear from you. <laughs> I mean, you just go on. It levels out for you. You have more money, and you, and you just move on. You almost don't know what happened to you. Is, and I'm sorry, I got off, off track there. Uh, general partnership. If you're going to be in a general partnership, take the piece of paper out here and write down what you're doing, okay? Have a written piece of paper. In fact, no lawyer's ever brought you in, set you down across the desk and said, okay, Here's the definition for a general partnership. Let's see if you're in one. Let me give it to you. You think, what am I describing? Two or more individuals engaging in a common activity. What did I just describe? No, it's not marriage. <laughs> There's a third part to it, okay? Two or more individuals engage in a common activity with the intent to make money. How many of you got married to make, uh, never mind, I have a bad question at the seminar. <laughs> Uh, who are you doing your deal with? Your, your, your joint venture, your rehab with your son. That's a partnership. Uh, it's a huge, partnerships are a huge hole in this legal foundation, this structure. How many of you know somebody who goes through life, they go along okay, they fall into one legal trap, they're paying their money, they're getting their way out, it costs them emotion, it costs them time. Uh, I, I mean, it just sucks them down. But they ultimately get out, they go a little farther, fall into another league. You know somebody like that? The rich people don't do that. They know what these traps look like. You guys are smart. I can teach you what the trap looks like. You just, smart people walk right out and around the traps. They don't fall in them every two minutes. But somebody's got to sit you down. I sit you down on the audio instructions and I, I show you what these traps look like for a little business guy, for a real estate guy, uh, a retired person so that you understand what the trap is, then you just walk right out around it, no problem whatsoever. But if you can avoid just one or two of these traps during your lifetime, that's the difference between retiring, being able to go on the cruise, do whatever you want, and retiring broke on Social Security. That's it right there, guys. You don't have to make gobs of money, but in today's society, you do have to understand how to protect it, how to keep it. Otherwise, somebody can take it away from you. It might be the IRS, it might be the lawyers, it might be the somebody going to get it. The government, I, I mean, for peace sakes, take advantage of the opportunity I'm giving you to protect what you've got. It's critical. Let's go on. A, a, in fact, if you can get out of the trap and avoid the traps, you don't have to go backward. You can go forward. You understand what I mean? Uh, let's start to build something. The next point I want to talk about is something called a limited partnership. 
Now, a limited partnership is very different than a general partnership. Because in the limited partnership, the limited partners are only liable to lose up to the amount that they invest in the deal. Do I have anybody in here in a limited partnership? We've got a couple of you. Uh, have any of you ever been down to the recorder's office and seen on file, there's your subchapter S corporation, there's your family limited partnership. Uh, have any of you ever been down to see what's called a certificate of limited partnership interest? It's just a little one, two page typewritten piece of paper. When you guys use the accumulation preservation wealth set, you're gonna know what these, one of these babies looks like, okay? This piece of paper's gotta be on file. And six or seven other things that I teach you about in the audio CDs, or the, the, they used to be CDs, okay? The, uh, the audio thumb drive. Uh, we're, we're, we're moving on, boys. Uh, but uh, five or six things that I teach you about, they've all got to be done for you in order to qualify you as a limited partner. Okay, here we go. Boom, the deal blows up. We know you put your $10,000 in. Your name's not on the list down there as a limited partner. What you gots to be? A general partner. And at that point, you don't just lose your $10,000. You lose $250,000 because that's your share of this deal, not as a limited partner, but as a general partner. Now, here's the problem. Can you always trust the promoters and the CPA guys and the real estate guys and all these guys to do everything they're supposed to do for you? Yes or no? Not likely. My wife, she has two ants in town. I call them Ding and Dong. <laughs> they really are. They run one of these little restaurant things in the middle of the mall where they hand you the hot dog as you walk by. They call me up three or four weeks before taxis, and then they say, hey, Lee, our accountant says we can't do this, this, this. Now, I know the law. If you know the law, can you make money, yes or no? Yeah, I made him an extra 10 grand that year. What do you do with your accountant at that point? Point of the matter is, you may not have to know how to fill out your own tax returns, but you darn well better know whether that guy's leading you down the primrose path or not. And the easiest profession in the world to lead somebody down the primrose path is the legal profession. We go to school for an extra three years to learn how to speak and write so you can't understand this. <laughs> Actually, it's not that funny. I, I've spent years writing all these pieces of paper for you in plain English. There aren't any here, too, therefore, here with under undersigns in here. When it talks about you, calls you by your name. You got to know what to do with a piece of paper. It's no good to you. Look, let me show you what we can do with a, a, a limited partnership. I, told, I just showed it to you. In the Accumulation Preservation Wealth Set, I've got all the forms, all the legal documents, and I teach you step-by-step step how to set up a special type of limited partnership called a family limited partnership. Now, what do you do with it? Okay, we're going to put stocks, bonds, business equipment, uh, investments, a uh, piece of real estate. How many of you have a, a, a piece of real estate? Let me see your hands. Okay, I'm going to teach you, let's say you've got a single family rental. I'm going to teach you step by step how to get that into the family limited partnership. And by the way, the first question you always ask anytime you move an asset, any asset, is what's the tax? I've got to teach you how to get it in to the LLC, into the family limited partnership without triggering a tax. And the gurus that tell you to put your LLC or your real estate in LLC, they never talk to you about the tax aspects of it. It can be a disaster, and it often is a disaster. 
Right now, you rent to the tenant. The tenant pays you the money. You take that money. You put it in your back pocket. On April 15, you pay tax on all the rent you collected last year. Well, whatever's left over after you pay the tax, then you can help out your family members. You give your kids dance lessons, piano lessons, bring them to, to Vegas. Uh, send them down to Disneyland. Mom, mom and dad getting a little older, slip them a little money on the side. Help them out. How many of you help kids, parents financially? Let me see your hands. That's cool. But you're all doing it right now with what's called an after-tax dollar. Before you uh, pay Disney the dollar, you've already paid tax on it. If you could do all this with a dollar that wasn't taxed as much or a dollar that wasn't taxed at all, <coughs> would you get ahead financially a little bit faster, yes or no? Let's do it then. Don't have the tenant pay the money to you anymore. Have the tenant pay the money up family limited partnership. Section 704E of the IRS code says that money comes up around through the partnership down to the child, the parent, whoever we want to support, and it's taxed right there, not taxed to you anymore. This is called shifting income. I have 13 techniques in the accumulation and preservation well set to show you how to shift income. Say it, shifting income. Didn't hurt anybody's teeth, did it? Okay, you got four kids. We're going to shift the rent of this unit up and around the circle to four kids. $16,000. Each kid gets $4,000 this year. What do they have to pay in income tax? Basically not a lot, right? So we moved $16,000 out of your wallet where you would have been paying full bore tax on it over into the family's pocket, basically tax-free. What did that give you extra to spend? Neil, quick. I don't have a lot of time, but go. It is Neil, right? Well, if you sell it, you can sell it directly from the family limited partnership. You don't have to take it back out. Okay, is that answer? Okay, all right, very good. Oh, well, 704E, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Your accountant's never talked to you about this, has he? Why? He knows all about it. He makes more money because you get to file an extra tax return. Why didn't he tell you? He will not tell you because he will not take on the liability. As soon as he starts to counsel you, he's liable. If he takes your numbers, plugs them into the computer, there's no liability. But if he tells you, oh, you need to go down, you need to get a family limited partnership. You go down to the lawyer, you pay $5,000, you get everything all set up. You start to shift income, you start to do all of this sort of stuff, and the tax law changes. I don't think it's going to change. It's been there 50 years, but they're doing weird things with us today. Uh, if the tax law changes and you can't do all of this, you've spent your five grand down at the office with the lawyer, who are you going to be mad at? The accountant that told you to do it all, right? They've learned to keep their mouth shut, and they do. They keep their mouth shut. If you go into them and say, let's do this, they'll say, wow, that's a good idea. That was your idea, remember? Uh, but it's a good idea. So we've got the uh, real estate. Right, right now, you own this piece of real estate. Yours, husband, wife, name, joint, tens, tens, common. I don't know how you own it, but you own your real estate, okay? Wham, you're in the accident out on the freeway. They sue you. They take away everything you own. All right, you've been a little smarter than that. Use accumulation preservation well set. Move the piece of real estate up into the family limited partnership. Now, tell me who owns it. Family limited partnership owns it. You don't own it anymore. By law, you control it. 
You can buy it, sell it, rent it, burn it down, do whatever you want with it, but technically you don't own it. All right? Wham! You're in the accident out on the freeway. They sue you. Did they get your building this time? Your rent single family? Yes or no? No. We just put a shield, a barrier all the way out and around and protected it. By the way, if I take the tax on the $16,000, you made an extra five grand this year. You saved the tax on the 16 that you shifted up to the kids, right? Did you work any harder to get that five grand? Did you make any funny investments? No, we just used the, the law, the IRS codes. But we put a shield around it and protected it from the accident out on the street. And by the way, when you die, it's not in your estate, so we get it out of the estate. We get the estate tax, the asset protection, and the extra five grand, all out of a simple tool called a family limited partnership. How many of you can see where you might be able to use a family limited partnership as part of your foundation, your structure? <coughs> good, good. I mean, th this is critical, guys. You didn't leave your house, leave all the windows open, doors unlocked. You put security lights around your house. You do whatever you can to protect your property, right? But you haven't done anything to protect your property from some sort of a legal or a financial attack. You just hope you don't get sued. You just hope you don't have, lose your identity. You've got a better chance today of losing property due to the financial or the legal attack than you do the common thief. And yet you haven't done anything to protect it. Uh, so let's go on. The next point I want to talk about is something called the corporations, the LLCs. And I'm going to lump the corporations, the LLCs together. Everybody gets their corporation for this. We interrupt this broadcast to remind you to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Rad Podcast. This legal shield can't sue me. I got my corporation, my LLC. And actually, the corporation's LLCs make excellent liability shields. How many of you already have corporation LLC? We got six billion of you. Did anybody fill out your own paperwork, send it into the state, get the pretty yellow seal on it and all that crap? A few of you. Can you do that? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got a full corporate kit here for you. We've got all the articles and corporation bylaws, the organization, meeting events, waivers, events, LLC, member manager stuff. Uh, I, I mean, it's all in here. You can do it yourself or you pay the lawyer. Most of you paid the lawyer. I like that. You pay the lawyer. Downtown USA today, you're going to pay a guy somewhere between 1000 and 2500 bucks. He kisses you on both cheeks. <laughs> it's the other cheek, Celeste. <laughs> and you go out of there going, wow, got out of there only paying this guy two grand. And I sure hope I didn't catch anything. You didn't hang around and have him explain to you, if you're going to have your corporation, your LLC, there are at least 16 things that you have to do every year under the law in order to maintain your corporation, your LLC. You get sued. They're always going to sue you and the corporation LLC. First thing you do is you get into court and you're hey, judge, judge, can't sue me. Got to sue the corporation over there. See it? And the judge says, yeah, 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 right, provided. Now, the judge literally has this list of 16 things. He starts down the list. Five articles of corporation. Yeah. Bylaws. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't think so. No. No. Uh-uh. No. 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 And at that point, the judge looks at you and says, hey, buddy, 
You did not do what the law requires you to do to have a corporation. I cannot use the law to protect you. And he does what's called pierce the corporate veil. Wham, there you are, right back square one. Naked as a jaybird. Everybody's a general partner again. You lose your house, your dog, your cats, your kids, your car, everything you own. That's the way 95% of the corporations, the LLCs in the United States end up. They're trash. They're not worth the piece of paper they're written on. So I go in and on the audios and I sit you down. I teach you how to do the 16th. They're not hard. Somebody's got to sit you down, teach you how to, I teach you how to take minutes in, in your corporate meetings. You all taking notes right now, aren't you? First time I ever acted as corporate secretary, man, I'd been to college for 10 years. I knew how to take notes. I had 18 typewritten pages worth of notes. And I sent these notes off to an old friend, lawyer of mine. By, by the way, what we're talking about today is what I did not learn in law school. You're not going to learn law school. It's not there. It's not in the form books. What we're talking about is what I've learned by experience. It's not on the Internet either. So I sit you down, and I teach you how to take minutes in your meetings, personnel area, finance area, planning area. Look, look. The art of a lawyer is to be able to write something so that it doesn't say anything. <laughs> it's true, actually. So I go in, and I teach you how, how, how to take care of it. Now, if you've already got a corporation, LLC, you haven't been doing all this stuff, you don't have to trash it and start over, okay? I teach you how to go back and fix it up. You do not backdate documents. That's called fraud, okay? But I teach you how to go back and, and clean it up. How, how many of you would either like to set up or clean up a corporation or an LLC? Let me see your hands. Way up in the air, please. Second question, how many of you are going to commit to me to do it right? Come on, better see the same hands back up there, going <laughs> to lynch your little necks, you understand? It's not hard, but somebody's just got to sit you down and teach you how to do it. Uh, the corporations, the LLCs, any idiot lawyer, uh, you pay your 900 bucks on the internet, whatever it is, you can get your corporation, your LLC. The problem is, everybody writes the corporation, the LLC, for this liability shield. You're going, well, yeah. Well, yeah, but I've written your documents in the accumulation preservation wealth set for the tax laws too your accountant has never brought you in and put his arm around you and said you know i need to teach you how to use your little business as a tax shelter your little business is your most important tax shelter and yet nobody teaches you how to use it your real estate is a tax shelter Trump can't let them seize taxes. People don't understand the power of a piece of real estate or of a small business as a tax shelter. So I go in, I, you have to write the documents for taxes too, asset protection and taxes. In fact, in the accumulation preservation wealth set, I have 70 laws. I go through each law, tax aspect, asset protection aspect. I have another set of materials for you. Only talk about four, five, six laws here. But these are the greatest gifts the IRS has ever given us. I'm going to take a little detour and talk about tax for two seconds. This set is called Benefit Plans Retirement Savings Plans. How many of you have ever heard of Section 401k? Duh. How about 125? HRA? HSA? Uh... 
let me introduce these laws. I've got SEPs in here. I've got solo 401ks, all the legal documents, almost 500 pages, single space, 10-point type. The law says if you're going to do these plans, you've got to have a written document. What have you got to do? Write it down, right? These are the written pieces of paper, and I actually have an additional four hours of audio instructions where I teach you step-by-step step what to do with them, how to set them up. Let, let, let me introduce a couple of them to you for two seconds. First one I want to talk about is an HSA. You may have an HSA. I don't use them for two reasons. One, you're extremely limited is the amount that you can put in. Two, the insurance company has to control your money. You have to have an IRS-approved trustee. I don't like the insurance company controlling my money. I'm going to teach you how to use an HRA. First thing you got to do is write it down. So I've got the pieces of paper for you. You're going to sign the piece of paper. Actually, you can't sign, well, you do sign the piece of paper, but you can't set up an HRA plan. Has to be done by your little company. How many, if I could give you an extra five grand this year, how many of you would set up a little company for me? Watch, I'm going to do it. Here we go. If you've already got a company, that's fine, and it could be real estate in a company, okay? But company signs the piece of paper. Then the company goes down, and they set up a checking account. In my regular bank, I've got my regular checking account. I've got my HRA checking account. The company moves money from the general checking account to the HRA checking account. How much? There's no limit. Whatever is reasonable to meet medical expenses. Well, duh. I mean, I've been spending a quarter million dollars a year on medical expenses. So the last few years, I put 25000 into the account. The company gets a full tax deduction for every dime that goes into the account. You might know that's $25,000 that would have filtered down through my little company, ended up in my pocket. I would have been paying tax on it. And it comes out above the line. How many of you know what above the line and below the line accounting is? We've got a few of you. If you don't understand that concept, it is a critical concept to your wealth. Above the line and below the line. I have to work above the line. Your accountants, your financial planners, everybody work below the line. I've got to move you above the line. And, and they've got me on a short time schedule, so I don't have time to go into it right now. I, I, I sit people down. I take 15 people, and I spend two days with you. And I teach you all of this stuff. Uh, I only take 15 at a time. That's it. But I sit you down. I teach you about these things. But it makes a huge difference if you understand these concepts. Anyway, the HRA. Now, I've got my 25000 over there. I got a deduction for putting it in. What can I do with the money? I reimburse myself for health-related expenses. I can do the eyeglasses. I can do the dental work. I can do all the doctors, the prescriptions, everything. The only thing I can't do, Clinton said we can't do over-the-counters. We used to do over-the-counters. We used to do aspirin, the toilet paper, everything. <laughs> toilet paper's very healthy. You try not using it for a while. <laughs> I don't see what Washington didn't see in the health of that, but <laughs> Washington just doesn't get the paperwork. You'll get it in a minute, guys. <laughs> but uh, 
at any rate, I, I, I pay for it, and then I put my receipts in an envelope. We do it quarterly in our office. We submit the envelope. Secretary adds up the cost, cuts us a check from this checking account to us. It's not 1099, it's not W-2, it's not nothing. It's not reported, period. I have now made all of my health-related stuff, my insurance premiums, everything else, not tax-deductible, tax-free. That's huge, guys. If you don't understand, that's huge. But I only used 8000 in this account last year. <coughs> that leaves 17000 in the account. And, and you don't have to put twenty five in. You can put three. You can put two. I don't care. Uh, but it's not a use-it-or-lose-it deal like a one twenty five. That 17000 stays in the account. So for the next 10 years, I'm putting my $25,000 away every year into the account. Ten years from now, I retire. How much money's in that account? 300000 whatever it is. I can use that for the rest of my life to pay for medical expenses. Now, I can also invest the money in that account. I do not need an IRS-approved trustee. I directly invest it out of the checking account. I would not buy real estate directly with that. But I might invest in a REIT or some such thing. Uh, so HRA, it looks like something between a regular IRA and a Roth IRA, but it's not a retirement account. Use the R word, I wash your mouth out with soap, okay? It's a benefit plan. And the law says I can take a benefit plan and the company can terminate the benefit plan at any time. All the money in the benefit plan comes to the then participating as employees as income. Well, in my little company, how many then participating employees might there be some days after I retire? So it's my money, basically. I can use it tax-free for medical. I can invest it. I can get it back at any time, and I have to pay the income tax. Well, wait a minute. you got to pay income tax on your 401k money when you get it back, don't you? These are cool plans, guys. These are really cool. They are called ERISA, Employee Retirement Income Security Act. Oh, I got my mask. Ah. <laughs> uh, the neat thing is, is I just made you an extra five grand. You saved the tax on the $25,000. Additionally, you made all your medical tax-free. So I got you at least five grand, and whatever's in that account is 100% asset protected. There isn't a judge in the United States that can take it away from you. You can pay your insurance premiums and stuff, yes. Absolutely. Susan, what? Plastic surgery, yeah, if the doctor recommends it, I mean, but you're going to have a doctor recommendation for it, yes. All of that sort of stuff. Elective surgeries and things, yes. Absolutely. What if you have employees? You have to take care of all the employees. But the money that, they put in the, that you put in the account for them, and they can match it if you want, but you normally you put it in because it doesn't vest in them. If they leave, it's yours. 
you have to, if you have multiple entities, you have to take care of the employees in each one of your entities. You can't have one that has the plan and one that doesn't have the plan. That's cheating. Uh, so, well, the government wants you to take care of your people, is, is, is what it amounts to. But these are neat, guys. Uh, now, how many of you are going to get fat and sassy on Social Security? They don't laugh at me, man. 95% of the people out in the casino today are going to do exactly that. How many of you commit to me you ain't going to be one of the 95? Let me see your hands. If that's the case, then you've got to do something on your own. Look at a 401k plan. Your broker teaches you how to lose money. I'm going to teach you how to make money. First thing you've got to do is have a written piece of paper. Where are you going to get your written piece of paper? For me, I like that. Who said that? <laughs> yeah, you're going to get yours right there. Most people, no, you don't get it from the lawyer. Lawyer's too expensive. I mean, I have literally charged anywhere from $50,000 to $5,000 to write that piece of paper for a company. And by the way, what's the difference between the $50,000 piece of paper and the $5,000 piece of paper? $45,000. A <laughs> uh, piece of paper is identical. It's what the law requires. So, uh, you know, but... Uh, the neat thing about the 401k is, is you can put your 16000 or whatever it is away. Let's see if I can find the 401k in here. Uh, you can put your money away. You get the uh, tax deduction. There's the health reimbursement. I've just redone all of these, so it becomes... A <laughs> Thank you, Eric. There is an index in the front. Will you find it for me? Yes. There is an index in the front. Yes, sir. Uh, see, even for the audios, there's an index. Here we go, 145. 145. Find it for me. So you've got your HRA, and the neat thing, or your uh, 401k, the neat thing about it is, and what you may not know is, is you do not need, that's just the summary, uh, you do not need an IRS-approved trustee for 401k. It's controlled. There's the plan. It's controlled by the 401k trust, which is going to be here someplace. Anyway, whose name's going to go in as the trustee, the guy who controls the money? Huh? You. Now you're in control. You put your 16 grand away, whatever it is, you invest it anywhere you want. Could you invest it in a REIT? You can invest it basically anywhere you want. Are you going to get ahead a little bit faster? If you put your 16 grand away, you get a deduction, it grows without a tax, are you going to get ahead financially a little bit faster? Yes or no? Yes, yes or no? Yes. No. no. You're going to get ahead a lot faster. Uh, 401ks, HRAs, HSAs. What did I, do? I just gave you two ways that you can put... $25,000, $50,000 a year away, get a tax deduction for it, and invest it without a tax? Did you understand that? That's big. That's, that's huge. All right, took a detour. Sorry. Talked about tax. No, you can't. Oh, no, not, not you. I ate dinner with you last night. No, you can't roll an HSA to an HRA. 
keep your HSA and just start on HRA. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you may just want to keep your HSA. They're easier because the insurance company does it all. Anyway, the next point I want to talk about is something called trusts. Lots of different types of trusts, revocable, irrevocable, charitable, offshore, remainder, land trusts. I mean, there's dozens of different types of trusts. In fact, in the Accumulation Preservation Wealth Set, I have five different types of trusts for you. Let me introduce a couple of them to you for just a second. First one I want to talk about is something called a children's trust. Uh, you do not need children's. Uh, a lawyer will call it a 2503. Usually, you set it up to take care of the kids. You could set it up to take care of your favorite lawyer. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I'm going to teach you step by step how to set it up. Now, you all have a business. You have equipment in your business. I have equipment in my business. I got a copy machine and a computer and a desk and all kinds of crap. Uh, I'm going to teach you how to get the equipment into the trust. What's the first question I ask when I? What's the tax? What's the tax? You got it. So I have to get the equipment into the trust without a tax. Then the trust is going to rent the equipment. Who are they going to rent the equipment to? You. You got to have your equipment or you ain't in business, right? So you're going to have to pay the rent. But you get a tax deduction for paying the rent. I mean, if you rent from Ace Rents, you get pay, you deduct it, don't you? Except in this case, it comes down through the trust of the child, the parent, whoever we want to support. What am I doing? What's this called? Shifting income. Sure, this is the second of the 13. This is called the lease back. You're going to lease it back. You've got to have a written lease. So I've got equipment leases and real estate leases and everything for you. But there's your extra five grand to spend again. Let's see if you're catching on. Can you get sued in your business these days? Yes or no? Yeah, I'm going to get your equipment. I'm going to get it all. Move the equipment out into the trust. You get sued, business gets sued. You go bankrupt, business goes bankrupt. Can they get the equipment, yes or no? No, can't get the equipment. So you go bankrupt. You declare the business. You, everything goes bankrupt. Next week, the equipment's still sitting there. What can you do? You don't sell it. What can you do? You back in business, baby. What did you just do, though? You just protected the way you make your money. The lawyers always talk about protecting you from what happens in the business. They never protect the business. I, I, I mean, I, I've, I've got a high school friend. He's actually my high school class president. This guy built a great business during his lifetime. His kids are buying him out of it a little bit every year. That's his retirement. You understand what's going on? Cool business. Big bit, not big, but a nice business. And his, he happened to marry one of the best business structuring attorneys in the state. She set him up years ago in his business. He also invests in real estate. And she said, don't worry about the asset protection stuff of the real estate. Just buy a big insurance policy, which he did. And I mean... You guys are smart. I work with smart people. That's the neat thing about what I do. I didn't work with him. His wife did it all. And she's good. But they never think of combining the real estate and the business. They're separate in the lawyers' minds. 
but you've got to bring them together and you've got to worry about protecting one from the other and both. So he has a big piece of land in the south end of town. It actually was the, uh, the drive-in theater, remember those? And it has a guard shack on it. And a couple of years ago, this basically homeless couple come to him and they, they say, can we rent the guard shack? And he's going to help them out. How many of you have been bit when you've been trying to help somebody? Anyway, he's going to help them out. So he, his third-party management company draws up a lease, and, and they move into the guard shack. In the meantime, the city comes along. Time out, time out. Nope, 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 nope. Can't do that. I think it didn't have a, a second exit is what it was. Uh, you can't do that. Get them out. So the management company sends them an eviction letter. They don't get out. In fact, they keep paying rent. Everybody ignores it. Well, they're in bed smoking meth, literally, and they catch the place on fire. They get out. She goes back in for her purse. She doesn't make it back out. Her family is now suing him. They are going to take his business. The kids, everybody's going to lose their living. They're going to take all of his real estate. Now, it would have been the same if she'd set the real estate up in an LLC. It, I mean, it, they needed to make a couple of little tweaks that I go through in, for you in the accumulation preservation of wealth set. I've met with them. I've talked to them. Here's the issue. Once the problem arises, it's too late, guys. You can't do anything about it. You're stuck. So it's only the smart people who think about it in advance and say, I need to do this. The lawyers don't care if there's a mess. The lawyers make their money cleaning up the mess. That's the way they do it. They don't think, how can I separate the real estate? How can I protect the business from the real estate? And, and, and like I say, the lawyer always talks about protecting you from what happens in the business. They never talk about protecting the business from you. But you're dangerous, particularly you, Kevin. <laughs> you're dangerous. Uh, you get sick or you're going to lose your business. Those are the issues that you have to play with. So we have to work with it and we have to, to, uh, to make sure that you're okay. But we can put a shield around the way you make your money. And we get all of that equipment and everything out of the estate. We get the estate tax protection. We get the lawsuit protection. We get an extra five grand all out of a simple tool called a 2503 trust. How many of you can see where you might be able to use a 2503 as part of your structure? Let me see your hands. Cool, cool. Uh, I forgot to ask, how many of you would like to HRA and, and do this stuff when you know something about it? The, these are powerful tools. Uh, I, I mean, there are two sets of laws in the United States, one set that rich people uses and one set that everybody else uses. They're both perfectly legal, but if you're going to be rich, which set of laws do you have to use? The rich one. Absolutely. Uh, the trust you're all going to find first is something called a living revocable trust. It's called an AB trust, a CB trust, a loving trust. You do it for people you love. And actually, that's true. You do do it for the people you love. Basically, what you're doing with it is avoiding probate. Can I overview probate for you for two seconds, then come down and talk about the trust? Okay. Uh, probate. Let's say your dad has an $800,000 estate. Dad's not rich, ha nice house, bank account, couple CDs down at the bank, you know, car. $800,000. Your dad dies. You got to go to court. You got to prove this is your dad's real will. You got to go to court. You got to prove your dad didn't owe anybody money. This whole process is called probate. It's expensive. 
On average, in the United States, 3% of gross. I've seen it, 15, 20, 30% of gross. But 3% of gross. So on $800,000, what's that? $24,000, $25,000? This is what you pay the lawyer. It has nothing to do with taxes. It's going to take you, on the average, 1.5 years. Oh, you want to get into your dad's CDs down at the, year, the, the bank before the year and a half's up? Fine. Go to court. Get me a special court order. Every time you go to court, who's faithfully standing by your side? That's the way your lawyer's making these twenty-five, fifty, hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is. This is called probate. How many of you'd like to avoid probate? Let me see your hands. The rest of you are idiots. <laughs> Probate's easy to avoid. All you have to do is know how to die. There are five ways that you can die. And the problem is, is you don't practice. The good news is we don't got times to practice today. So uh, we'll just say, let's die with a living revocable trust. Uh, 1976, my father-in-law pays $8,500 for a living revocable trust. He got an expensive one, but he got a good one. What's your chance of getting a good one? How many of you have heard of Fortune magazine? Fortune runs an article on these about once a year. Let me read from the last three paragraphs of the article. Can you see it over there? Another problem is finding an attorney with experience in living trusts. Apps. Apps is a lawyer that writes a lot about trusts. Apps that says only what percent? One percent of American lawyers know how to draw them properly. This <coughs> not a good statistic, guys. Not good. Not good. The problem is 94, 95 percent of the trusts, they don't avoid probate. You go through probate just like you used to. Only 6, 8, 10% of the trusts ever figure out that they have to be funded. That means it has to own stocks, bonds, cars, house. Lady walks into me, sits at my desk April 15. That tell you anything? <laughs> Husbands died that year. She and her husband have been living in a rest home for years. There's no house, there's no cars, there's no nothing. All this lady has is $100,000 in treasury bonds. She's been to the local lawyer and banker. And they said, oh, lady, you don't want to go through probate with these bonds. You want a simple, single, living, revocable trust. So they gave her a simple one. In the accumulation preservation wealth set, in the, in the planning section, I have a nice set of trusts for all the documents for single people. It's just as important that a single people does all of this. Well, we'll get you married off, Celeste. Uh, <laughs> Just as important that a single does all this as a married, though. So uh, I, I have everything for singles. Anyway, this banker and lawyer, they were brilliant. They said, okay, lady, $100,000 in treasury bonds. The trust has to own the bonds. The trust has to be funded with the bonds. The way you get the bonds into the trust is you sell the bonds and you buy them back in the name of the trust. What did they do? What'd they do? 50 years of interest clocks. There's no tax until you sell the bonds. The idiot banker and lawyer, they didn't know. All you do is take the form out of the set here. Uh, request for reuse United States savings bonds slash notes in the name of a trustee. You send it into the Federal Reserve Bank, and they change the name on the bond. No tax, no nothing. Uh, so I teach you how to go in and move all the assets. What's the first question you ask? See, right there. Oh, over 40, sorry. Uh, <laughs> request to send in for the Federal Reserve Bank to get the name changed on the bond. So I go in and I teach you how to 
move all of these assets into the trust. I, I mean, once you've figured this out, you can do anything you want. Because if you're properly protected, well, right now you get a great business deal. You're going, man, great real estate deal. Man, I do this one, I retire. It's over with. In the back of your mind, you're going, yeah, man, but if this doesn't work out, I could lose everything I own. As a matter of fact, with everything all stacked up like dominoes, wham, 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 all the way around the circle, you lose everything you own. But if you've taken some of it off over here, put it behind this legal shield, then it's not all at risk all at once anymore. How many of you would like to make it so it's not all at risk all at once? Let me see your hands. It's going to do something for you that you don't quite understand. You can now afford to do the deal <coughs> and not lose everything. It's going to give you self-confidence. And the funny thing is people will sense that self-confidence in you. And they will start to bring you ideas and opportunities. That's when you're in a position to go out and make money faster than you've ever thought possible. Very subtle. But I've seen it happen over and over. Well, you believe something, you begin to act apart. Ultimately, does it come we to pass? Yes or no? this broadcast to remind you to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Rad Podcast. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, you can do anything you want. How many of you would like to work for yourselves or do your real estate deals or... And, and make it so if it doesn't work out, you don't lose your house. Let me see your hands. The house, the residence, is the most difficult asset to protect. I spend a lot of time on it in the accumulation preservation of wealth set. Uh, but it's important that you think that way before you start your little company or you make your investment or, or whatever it is. How is it going to turn out? What's it going to do? Uh, do I have any old real estate investors in here? That's a guy named Mark O. Harrelson. Anybody ever heard of him? He was the first real estate guru. The book, Financial Genius, is chapter two in every marketing, university marketing class in the United States. Mark started, I started with Mark in 1983, something like that. Mark has been through more bankruptcies than you can count. He's had more companies than anybody can believe. But we structured him early on so that if something went wrong, he could continue on. How many of you'd like to make it so if something goes wrong, you can continue? That's what we're talking about. Mark today is the largest real estate developer on the island of Kauai. And the last time I flew with him, we stood in the back of the airplane the whole time over to Hawaii and talked. But, uh, but Mark's, Mark's a good friend, but he's been through it. Let me start to, to uh, can I do a, a, a foundation for you and then come back and put the bells and whistles on? Is that okay? Let me show you where you're going to get started. It's what I call your first line of defense, four or five things that every one of you needs. You need a will. Can you write your own will? Yeah, I mean, I've got a will kit here for you. I'll teach you how to do it. If you've already got a will, your will is going to have to be rewritten. Because your will and your living revocable trust go together. They have to talk back and forth. But if they do that, then we can avoid estate taxes. I haven't talked about estate taxes. Most of you are not worried about it. You can die this year and the federal government is not going to bother you until you get to $12,060,000. Then they'll bother you. 
Most of us that walk around with both feet on the ground are okay. Uh, but I have no clue what Uncle Biden's going to do. Uh, he could make it really bad for us, guys. It could get ugly. And the trust will help with the estate taxes. It avoids probate. It's a great management tool. Whatever you write down, this piece of paper goes. You don't need a lawyer to write it for you. All you have to do is be able to write it so the next guy can understand it. Lady walks into me. Well, she wants to leave a million dollars to her cat. And I gulped real loud, and I slid down under the table, and I went, meow? <laughs> meow? No, it didn't work, damn it. Uh, you want to leave a million dollars to your cat? I don't care. You're one of my students. That means you're using the accumulation preservation well set. You get me on the phone, I'll give you the language for the million dollar cat, okay? What we're going to do is we're going to make it so when you die, then the, uh, then the cat gets the million dollars in a trust. Then when the cat dies, somebody else gets the million dollars. The only problem is your cat's not going to live too long after you die. It's going to be here, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> but that's okay. We can handle it. In fact, the neat thing about it is, is the trust is private. Uh, this is the tool that rich people use for private. I'm act actually curious. How many of you are a lot more concerned about your privacy today than you were five years ago? It's becoming a major issue, guys. It's been seven or eight years ago. I had two of my family members have their identity taken. And I'm not talking about the $8,000 they got off my credit card in Canada. That's called credit card fraud. I'm talking about people declaring bankruptcy using your social security number. Oh, that's interesting particularly when you're in Europe and all your accounts shut down. Uh, I'm talking about people buying real estate on your credit. Identity theft, fastest growing crime in the United States. FTC says 15 million Americans are going to lose their identity in 2022. FTC says you're going to lose out of your wallet, that's not what the merchants write off, that's your money, $3,000 on average. FTC says it's going to take you, on average, 250 hours, 8 to 5 business time to clean up the mess. That's six weeks worth of your business time. How many deals could you do in six weeks if you work full-time on it? This is How many of you like to protect your identity? Let me see your hands. My wife, Christy, sat on the Attorney General's task force for many years. And we prepared this set called Winning the Identity Theft War. It's a workbook. I deliver it digitally to you <coughs> on, the, uh, on, the, on, on the, the thumb drive. But it goes through the workbook, and we give you uh, audio discussion on identity theft. And then we have all of the letters to the banks and stuff that you have to have. Because when your identity is taken, time is of the, it's a big deal. Uh, you, you need to move on it. So we go in and we teach you. I mean, we teach you how to do the police reports. Cops could care less about this. Less than 1% of these are ever prosecuted. Unless you walk in, hand it to them on a silver platter, they ain't going to do anything. Uh, so we go in and we teach you step by step how to do it, how to work with it. Pro problem is, 100 bucks, any one of you. You give me your name, and I'll either take your birthday 
or your address. One of those two pieces of information. I'll be back in an hour. I'm going to have your social security number, your mother's maiden name, and a chunk of your banking information. Can we do this? Yeah. Your identity's already gone. How many of you would like to create a new identity? Oh, no, it's not what you think it is. Look, is an LLC an identity? Is a trust an identity? Here's your new identities. This is how to protect your new identities. When the, I go to the doctor, the guy's already got my Social Security number, but he ain't going to get the tax ID number for my LLC. You understand? Now you understand how many of you would like to create a new identity and protect it. It's just the way you got to do it, guys. I'm sorry. It's w what we've come to today. But that, that's what, what we need to do. Uh, so we've got the identity theft. It's private. The neat thing about it is nobody knows what you did. The trust is a privacy tool. So we have the identity theft problem. Oh, durable power. You sign one, mom signs one, dad signs Everybody signs one, and it sits over there in the filing cabinet, and you forget about it. But what this piece of paper says is under certain conditions, wham, that person's now incompetent. They don't have to go to court and have themselves declared incompetent. Family doesn't. And whoever they've named in the piece of paper, that person has the power, the right. Stand in, take over, take charge. Do whatever they have to on behalf of a family member. What would that just save your family? When a family member has an accident, gets sick, goes down, it saved you time, money, and what else? I'll take heartache. <coughs> Somebody said hell the other day. I like that one. Uh, no, no, you don't understand unless you've been. Lawyers don't make a lot of guarantees, do they? I'll make an unconditional guarantee. You use these legal documents that I teach you how to use. I'll guarantee you it's worth every effort you make, every dime that you spend just in the peace of mind. The heartache. It's worth it for no other reason alone than that. It's worth it. Durable power. Everybody needs, oh, living will. That's the director of the medical profession. Do you plug me in, unplug me, let me die, what happens? Are there only old people in rest homes? Not likely. You go look. These disasters, the death, the divorce, the taxes, lawsuit. When you get sued, you don't sleep for three weeks. But you end up in the hospital, you don't sleep either. Financially. The whole worry. I mean, it happens to everybody. I'm 27 years old. <laughs> I was, okay, Kevin, shut up. <laughs> it's a story, okay? It's not, it's a tr true story. I look good, don't I? But uh, I'm only 27 years old. I'm in the hospital dying of cancer. In fact, it isn't a question of if I die. It's only a question of when I die. I am literally the national guinea pig. Over a thousand doctors billed on my account. Uh, nobody else can say that. But on at least two occasions, they call Christy in the middle of the night to the hospital. They get her there. They don't bring her to my office. They take her to the administrator's office. And they sit her down and they say, okay, this situation, do we give up and let him die or do we keep going? We had three little kids. We'd never talked about this before. Christy was alone when she made those decisions. I think she made the right decisions. <laughs> but, uh, but you go home and you discuss it. The Supreme Court says you got to have, since the Karen Quinlan case, 
they say you've got to have the written pieces of paper. So I got all the pieces of paper for you. On the audios, I teach you what you can do, what you can't do. You go home, you discuss it with your family, okay? This is your basic foundation, your basic structure right there. You didn't know about it, that's no excuse you now know about it. And it is expensive. These are national average. You can go to the lawyer and pay 1000 bucks for a will, 3000 for the living trust. You're going to pay LifeLock 200 bucks a year. And, and by the way, the winning the identity theft war is not a, a monitoring program. It's a how to prevent the issue program, okay? Uh, living, what bottom line is you're going to spend $5,000. You're going to spend that. Your mom and dad, they're going to spend it. Your brother and his. It goes all the way around the circle. I'm a copyright attorney. I know how to copyright things. The Accumulation Preservation Wealth Set is copyrighted. But when you use it, I give you license. I give you permission to use it up and down within the family. How many of you have a little business with a couple of employees? Let me see your hands. Uh, you're welcome to use it with the employees as well. I want to get it done, okay? Uh, <coughs> but uh, the funny thing is, you do it, and then his mom and dad's trust looks about like her mom and dad's trust. Does a lawyer create a new piece of paper for everybody that walks in off street? No, it's what the law requires. So, uh, so you're welcome to use it up and down within the family. Here at the event today, this set, the Accumulation Preservation Wealth Set, all the forms, personal planning section, business planning section, 14 hours of audio CD. Here at the event today, this set's $19.99. That's less than a couple of hours of my billable time. You've got all my documents and 14 hours of instruction with them. That's the basic foundation. Can we go back and put some bells and whistles on? Okay. The limited liability company, we haven't talked about it. It's the most flexible tool. Uh, I'm going to spend a couple of hours with you on the two-day uh, event that I do with the 15 people. We're going to talk about LLCs. They're extremely powerful. Uh, corporation CS, I don't care if you have a CS, doesn't matter to me what you've got. In fact, I'm very careful to give you the advantages and the disadvantages. Isn't it just as important you know disadvantages? Problem is, you walk in off street and say, hi, here I am, Mr. Lawyer, I need to incorporate. They're not going to incorporate, or they, they are going to incorporate you because they don't get paid until you incorporate. You might not want to incorporate. So I'm very careful to go in and give you advantages and disadvantages. You ought to be able to work with any lawyer in your hometown half hour minimum for free if you know the system. If you understand the stock system, if you understand the real estate system, can you always do better than a guy who doesn't know what he's doing? For Pete's sakes, take advantage of the opportunity I'm giving you to learn how to use the legal system. This is the most powerful system we have in our nation today. Uh, so I go in and I teach you how to bargain with lawyers. Are lawyers' fees set? You ought to be able to save thousands, tens of thousands of dollars during your lifetime if you understand how to use the legal system. How many of you have ever used a lawyer before? How many have been used by a lawyer before? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I want you to learn how to use the law. I, I, I love the lawyer jokes, by the way. You did hear about the lawyer who uh, had the client, and he was a farmer. You, we were talking about farmers up here a minute ago. And he needed a signature, so he goes out to the farm, and sure enough, early morning, farmer's out in the middle of the cow pasture. So he hops the fence in his three-piece suit, and he's trucking across the cow pasture. It's cool, it's steamy, you know. And he steps in this big pile. And I mean, it's warm. It's still steamy. 
he looks down at his leg in this big pile. And he says, oh my gosh, I'm melting. <laughs> you get it in a minute, boys. <laughs> any rate, uh, so the corporations. We've got the uh, partnership agreements. You're going to write them down. Family limited partnership. We got the $5,000 because we shifted the income, the rent up and around to the kids. We protected the building. We got everything out of the estate. The children's trust, we got another $5,000 by renting. What did we rent? The equipment, sure. And we got it out of the estate. I forgot to talk to you about the insurance trust. How many of you would like to make your life insurance? <coughs> so that there's no income tax, no estate tax, and it's 100% asset protected. This is the tool that you use it with. We have this tool because Congress decided that they wanted to protect their own insurance. And insurance companies have big lobbies. So we have that tool. Uh, the insurance trust. Oh, lease agreements. I mean, I've got my real estate. You guys are doing real estate, right? I've got my real estate leases in here. And this is a reference set. Anytime you want to write a lease, fine. Go to the shelf, take it off shelf, open it up. There's your lease. Now, I'm going to charge you 1000 bucks to come to the office to write the lease for you. In fact, I'll charge you 1000 bucks every time you come to the office. But you're welcome to use this one over and over and over again. Uh, oh, independent contractor. Never hire a guy as an employee if you can get him as an independent contractor. You have to have a written document. If you don't write it down, all bets are off. So I've got four or five types of the contractor's agreements. You read through. You pick the one that best fits your situation. Have the guy sign it. Now he's liable for his own taxes. He's liable for his own accidents, everything else. This is Asset Protection 101 for any of you doing small businesses or real estate. Uh, single documents, just as important as a single does this. Transfer forms. The lawyer's going to charge you an extra $750 or 1000 bucks to transfer the assets into the trust the first time. But you've got to do it all through your life. It's not hard. I teach you how to do it. What's the first question you ask, though, when you're moving? Taxes. taxes. What's the taxes? Bottom line is, you use any of the rest of the materials in the accumulation preservation wealth set. Uh, you're looking at 16. To actually, you've got 16 plus the original five for the found. You have $21,000 worth of materials in the accumulation preservation wealth set. All the forms, documents, 14 hours of audio CDs. These are the tools rich people use. You ever notice something about the rich peoples? The rich just get. There's a reason for that. I mean, you can give your lottery winner in the casino over there his million bucks. In one year, he's going to be broke. He doesn't know how to do it. He doesn't have these tools. He doesn't know the rules. You don't have tools. You don't know the rules. You can't play the game, guys. You'd be broke, just like everybody else. Uh, I mean, it's, it's critical that you think ahead as to what you do. It was about 1985, this man comes to me and has me set up his business. And it's a good business. By 1990, he's up to $150 million a year. It's not a bad business. Except it's a highly leveraged business, and he has to put millions of dollars into it every week to make it work. And I remember exactly where I was. Well, first of all, let me tell you that over the years, I set up a business for his wife. And I had his wife and him were separate. I kept them separate. And 
I had him move all of the profits from this business over to his wife's business every year. I can tell you where I was. January 17th, 1991, what happened? The Gulf War. We declared war. We'd never been to war before. We'd never seen a war on TV. I mean, people's spending habits changed instantly. This man's business went from 600,000 miles an hour to nothing, zero in 48 hours. He didn't do a thing wrong. There were so many lawsuits because he owed the post office $2 million. There were so many lawsuits, the attorney general combined everything. That's a little weird. I'll give that to you. And uh, in court, the first thing that happened is the wife's attorney stands up uh, and uh, says there's no, no allegation against the wife. And the judge says, okay. Turns to the attorney general and says, well. And the attorney general takes a minute and says, well, yeah, we don't have anything, no. And so they dismiss the case with prejudice against the wife. When she and her attorney stood up, walked out of court, there was an audible whisper, there goes the money. <laughs> they never worked again. The last time I saw them was in their penthouse on Kanapali Beach in Maui. Uh, they never worked again. But only the very, very smart people understand that they need to do something to begin with in case, I mean, he couldn't foresee the Gulf War five years earlier, but would protected everything and, and made it so it worked. The second set of materials, benefit plan, retirement savings plan, all the documents, SEPs, solo 401ks, everything, here at the event, 699. Now, when you use either one of the sets, I've got a couple of commitments I'll make to each of you. First of all, I have a letter for each of you. Well, for some of you. I understand you're going to be talking to your buddy down the street, your CPA, whatever it is. You're going to have a question. You call your attorney up and ask him the answer. What's he going to do? Charge you. I'm going to charge you too. Minimum $75 an hour. However, you call, you identify yourself in my office the way the letter tells you how to identify yourself. At that point, you are not my client. You're my student. And I'm more than happy to answer the questions. There is no charge. How many of you would like to be able to call and ask questions, no charge? Uh, I'm happy to do that for you. If it's a tax question, they will refer you to the tax division. I have a young man who is an eight-year special agent, special auditor for the IRS that runs it. They're very good. So we can answer the tax questions. But it's critical you have a sounding board. Let me show you what I mean. This is a letter that I received from Yuma, Arizona. It says, Lee, your materials. Uh, the last paragraph there evaded me innumerable times. That's the accumulation preservation of wealth set. You just don't use it once. Your base information give me knowledge to influence transactions and stand tall with the legal profession on many occasions. Uh, my actions as a real estate broker and business consultant in the line. I don't care what you do. The law touches everything you do. Lee, without the information and material, it would have been impossible to accomplish what I've done. Without this basic structure, this foundation in place, it will be impossible for you to build a large financial fortune. You can't build a financial fortune from the roof down. What do you have to have first? The foundation. And by the way, I have all of the documents, everything other than the signature lines that are no blanks in here. I have everything for you on, a, on the uh, thumb drive. You don't have to type anything. Uh, you, there are no blanks in the set. 
but the computer can replace my name, your name, wife's name, wife's name, address, address. You understand what I'm doing? I'm making it as easy as I can for you. Let me review exactly what we've got here <coughs> at the event today. The Accumulation Preservation Wealth Set. All the forms, 14 hours of audio, 1999. Now, you can call Dutch's office up any other time, 2499. Benefit plan, retirement savings plan, uh, 699 here. Call up Dutch's office anytime, 999. The computer disk is only $200, or the computer, the thumb drive. But there's a catch. It only comes with the full accumulation preservation wealth set. I don't give it to you separately. The identity theft, 159, it is a companion set to the accumulation preservation wealth set also. There is no charge when you call and you ask the questions. However, the letter's only available to those people who pick up the set just after I get through speaking here. I've got some receipts up here. We're going to have you sign, fill out the receipt. We'll make the, uh, the, the full package price. Uh, and by, by the way, you can't be like Dr. Davis. Dr. Davis, one of my friends, he was in a horrible accident. He was burnt very badly. He lived for two days after he was burnt. Whole two-day period. Army lawyers in the hospital room. We all had to go in. We had to try and move everything out and around behind the shield and protect it. We didn't make it, by the way. Family lost a lot of money. Oh, don't get me wrong, we saved a lot of money, but even more important than the money. Look at that scene. All these lawyers in the hospital room last two days, who's supposed to be in the hospital room last two days? Family, not a bunch of lawyers. All together too often, I will literally spend the last 20 minutes with a man or a lady trying to get them to sign a piece of paper because a piece of paper is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars to the family. That's not the way it's supposed to be. When they walk in, stand alongside the x-ray table and say, oh, by the way, you've only got two to three weeks to live, you never ask this question. Could I do another fixer-upper? You will ask yourself certain questions at that time. In fact, subconsciously, you ask these, yourself these questions all the time. Do I have a will? Does it do what it's supposed to do for me? Do I have a living revocable trust? Going to avoid probate, eliminate estate taxes? Ask this. Am I in a position where I have these tools? I know how to use them. I can give my family an extra 5, 10, 15 grand this year. No more risk. No more work. Ask this. If I were to have an accident today on the way home, my tenant were to sue me, is my family going to lose a lot of what I've worked my whole life to give them? These are the questions you ask yourself. A ask yourself two more. Can I afford to wait any longer to do this work? Can my family afford to have me wait any longer? And the answer is no. I really do want to work with you. Uh, for the next 10 minutes here, I'm going to make the Accumulation Preservation Wealth Set, Benefit Plan Retirement Savings Plan, the Computer Disk, uh, the IDA Theft Package, and the letter available to each one of you. This is a total package price of $19.99. We're going to make it tax deductible, so how much is the IRS going to help you out? <laughs> Depends on your tax bracket. It's federal and state, but about 700 bucks, something like that. Dutch has also asked me if I would give you a $500 certificate toward the tuition of the two-day event. How many of you like to spend two days with me? Uh, we'll, we'll get you going. We'll work with Dutch on, on making it so that you understand these and interface with, with what he's doing. But uh, so there's a $500 certificate up there. It's, it's not on the screen, okay? Uh, like I said, we have the receipt here. I want you to fill out the receipt, and I'll help you fill it out so we get it tax deductible to you. And we're not going to take the credit card. Uh, Dutch's office, 
I don't want to carry your, all your credit card information around with me for two days in Vegas. Uh, you don't want me to do that either, do you? Well, maybe. No, wait, that's a good idea. <laughs> so we're going to call you and get the credit card information. I brought one package here if any, anybody wants this one. Uh, well, somebody do take that one uh, who's, who's driving or wants to carry it. But I figured you guys wouldn't want to lug something home. So we'll ship it all to you, okay? Sound like a deal? So the letter is only available to those people who get it now and the $500 certificate. Uh, total package price, $19.99. Come, come and let me, uh, let me help you on the, uh, on the receipts here. We'll take a two, three-minute break. Have you bring your pens. Bring your pens. We don't have pen. Oh, and I also do a newsletter. If you want to try the newsletter, uh, it's three months for five bucks. I actually mail it to you. This is a separate receipt. Who needs one of these receipts? So just, you know, get up and take care of that with him. We have one more really important session um, to wrap up the day. And what I'm going to do, and Amy and I are going to do, we've talked about this, right? So we're going to pay for 50% of your cost with Lee. So we're going to pay $1,000 a person, and yes, we're going to pay for 50% of that with all of you as our inner circle members. We wanted to give you that gift. I mean, I believe it's that important. I have never allowed anyone to sell a product in seven years at an inner circle retreat ever. Um, and that's how you know important I think it is for you guys to be able to take care of this part and, and protect yourselves. So make sure you thank Amy for that as well. Um, there's 105 of you in here, so that's a $105,000 commitment from us, you know, and so, you know, we're Thank you for listening to the Rad Podcast, an exploration of wealth. For more information, please visit our website, www.raddiversified.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. 